Good evening. Today is Monday, January 31st, and we are studying the big book of alcoholics. This week's chapter and step are into action. Step five. And our speaker tonight is Barbara P. Thank you so much, Barbara. Take it away. Hi, everybody. So good to see you all and so many, so many familiar names and a few familiar faces. I'm Barbara P. I live in the Atlanta area and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, been, gosh, living in this, in this program for a lot, a lot of years, but found my way to the big book. I think it found me. It tracked me down and hunted me until I, until I caved in. And, uh, and I'm so grateful because it truly saved my life and gave me a different way of living today. Still lots of the same uh, kind of clamors, worldly clamors, but boy, my perception of the world is very different. Um, and it, that comes and goes, but I work that on a daily basis. And I think step five is a big part of that. So I was kind of I don't know. I get it. I'm one of those few people I get excited about step five, even myself, even doing it. And I know that's that kind of is mind blowing for a lot of people. But I actually think it's one of the most transformative steps. And if I started at the end of the story, which is the promises of step five, it tells me after I do this step and it's, it's going to be on page. I'll see if I find it quickly, but page 75, I think that. I'll be walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And that is one of, I think, the best promises in the big book. It's not why I came into OA. It's not what I wanted. I, I wanted nothing to do with the spirit of the universe. I just wanted to stop eating. I wanted to stop thinking about food. I wanted to stop killing myself with food. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But I ended up walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. That's kind of a nice twist. So that's starting at the end of the story. But when I, when I went in to take a look, thinking about talking about step five, I thought, well, let me go in and look for the directions. And my higher power had a little different plan. What I saw kind of in the first, really the first page was the motivation. Why, why have I done the first four steps to begin with? And in the very first paragraph, it really tells me, tells me that I've been trying to get first a new attitude, a new relationship with my creator, and to discover the obstacles in my path. And I, I can't quite say in a couple of decades of OA that that was really my motivation. I think mine was what comes up on the second paragraphs is if, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome eating. And I wanted to overcome eating. I wanted to be free. I did not want to be owned by food anymore. So, but I realized today, and I guess maybe that's a little bit of progress that I do want a new attitude. I really do. I want a new perception. I'm going to use that word a little bit because that's what I found in my last fifth step was a lot of my resentment, a lot of my stuff, a lot of my problems came from how I perceived what was happening, my version of reality. And the fifth step kind of opened that door to some other possibilities of what reality might be. So it really talks, page one of Into Action, page 72 it is, really for me was talking more about the motivation of why do this. And mainly because I have to, I can't overcome eating without it. But I also, it may help with this transformation that 
I've been seeking. Um, when I look at this, if I, it starts on the next page. This was so meaningful to me. This, it goes back to the example of the actor, you know, and the actor on page 60, I don't know about you all, but my, the people in my life send me back to page 60 a lot, which tells me that I'm trying to run the world. It, it came up in step three that so much of my trouble was really thinking I had some way, some knowledge that no one else had and that I knew how things should be. Well, guess what? A lot of my resentments are based on that. You know, people not behaving the way I think, not thinking the way they should. And it, it's really, they would be so much happier if they did, right? So I started playing the actor there. Um, here, it goes back to the actor on page 73. It says, more than, more than most people, the alcoholic leads a double life. He's very much the actor. To the outside, outer world, he presents his stage character. It is so sad to me when I think back all my life, I wore a mask. I learned to put it on very early as a defense mechanism. And I just tried to be what I thought I had to be to survive. And I continued doing that way beyond a time when I had to. I did it to such an extent. There's a lot of talk about honesty in here that we're lying to people. I was lying to myself. When I was reflecting on this, when I was thinking about talking about this, I thought I couldn't have told anybody the truth because I didn't even know it. I still don't a lot of days. I still a lot of times go in with these old ideas that just seem like the only idea. Step five, let somebody else into my world. I shared some of that thinking with it. I shared some of the ideas and someone else was able to poke some holes in that or to even suggest, could it be, maybe that's not really the way it's happening. Maybe that's not the way it is. You know, and what they say about the actor on page 73, this popped out at me. He is under constant fear and tension. That makes for more drinking. And almost like in the first step where it has the, the, the hyphen, you know, that makes for more drinking. It's the continuation of a sentence. So a lot of my eating is and was from this constant fear and tension I lived in, that I was a complete imposter, that I didn't know the truth. I, I couldn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure I knew it myself. I was a chameleon. I was all over the place, just trying to survive and fit in and do what I thought I had to do, should do, and was good for me and everybody else. Like that's a crazy way to live. And there is a huge amount of tension and no wonder I had to dampen that with anything I could, you know, I would have grabbed at anything. And I did, I drank, I smoked at times. I, I did everything I could to somehow put up a screen and dampen that tension. And I tell you, it, a lot of that has shifted because knowing the truth, even when it's not pretty, I don't know. It just, it feels peaceful. There's a peace in accepting reality. I don't know. It's so strange. I never know how this stuff works, but I just know it works. So on page 74, it really talks about who to kind of pick to hear this. And they suggest a lot of different folks. You know, I think when this was written, we didn't, they just didn't sponsor necessarily in the same way that they didn't have access to as many people as we have. 
But I think, you know, it's a misconception. It has to be your sponsor. Frequently it is, but does not have to be. They say it could be a religious authority, a closed mouth understanding friend. It could be a doctor or a psychologist. Um, whoever it is, though, there's a really good description, I think, on page 74 of who the right person is. And I just wanted to spend a minute on that because it says we say this because we're very anxious that we talk to the right person. This is at the very bottom of 74. It's important that, and I feel like these are almost numbered, one, he be able to keep a confidence. So we have to have some faith, although it's a step in faith, it's a step in trust, um, that he fully understand and approve what we're driving at. And I have to be really careful. It's not someone who's gonna go, oh, it's all right, honey, I would have done the same thing. You know what I mean? It's not, don't worry about that. Like it, somebody's not gonna try and excuse it. They'll, they'll hear it, they'll embrace it, but they will also understand, I'm trying to look at the truth. I don't need it softened necessarily. Now people made that's that's my opinion. That's not in the big book. So I, you know, take that for what it is, which may be just a drunk saying it. But I really do. I want someone who's going to reflect back and work with me, but not soften it because I'm trying to get at the truth. Um, and third, and maybe most importantly, that he's not trying to change our plan. Again, that's the person who's not trying to talk me out of um, anything. He's just really a witness, he or she. We can't use this as a, an excuse to postpone if we don't have that right person. It's saying it's really suggesting we're on a life or death mission. This this is key to my recovery. This is key to my transformation. If I don't start changing something, if something doesn't start changing in my attitude, my perception, if I don't start walking hand in hand, I'm just still on a diet. You know, up until now, we've held down food. A lot of us were working on entire abstinence, but, but the clock is ticking, you know, and I'm, I've got to get this relationship. Otherwise I'm sunk. It's happened over and over again for me. So, so yeah, I find that right person and I, and I go to it. It's, I still, I think back to some of my first ones and even now it's always, I always feel nervous when I do because, you know, look, who, who wants to look at like shine a light on some of this? you know, but the reality is it's my humanness. It's those things in me that I really have done the best I could. At least this is the way I look at it. I, I've done the best I could, but some things went wrong and some places my ego got in or my selfishness. Talk about perception. So, you know, I, key resentments. A lot of times people are just my boss right now. It's just not behaving the way I know she should, right? That is really arrogant, first of all. And it's also selfish. She's doing the best she can. And she may even be right about how she's behaving. It's not up to me. I don't run the world. And yet I can cop a really big attitude. And guess who's getting hurt? It's not her. Now, my relationship with her starts to really, you know, she feels that. She feels it. Um, it's not productive in any way. And after a while, I'm not helpful. And all I'm doing is spinning in it, you know, and then I start to chew on it. Then I start to feel it again and again and again. 
And every time I look at her, I got that little bit of tension going on. And for me, tension equals food eventually. It's, it's, and a lot of times it may not even take long. It's been, a, it's been a while and thank God, because I just keep that cleaning out. Um, but it's critical because I build up that tension fast. I wake up, I do my little you know, prayer and meditation and I'm in a great place. And then all of a sudden the clock ticks, you know, 6.30 a.m. and somebody enters the room. And you know what I mean? And it can flip on a dime because I'm human. So I'm just trying to find a way, I guess, to, um, to continually change my perception so that the person who walks in the room, maybe I can look at that a little bit differently. I don't know. I don't know if that's making sense. It sounds a little arbitrary to me, but it, but it just, I feel like fifth step was the first thing that opened someone else's view to the world. And once I could hear some truth, more truth came flooding in. It opened the door to crack that kind of wall I had built. And literally my first one, was, I think was the first time I ever realized somebody else was even out there. I was so enclosed behind a brick wall. I was boxed in a tiny little space by my disease. I didn't realize there was anybody else in the world. I was so protected and shut down. I mean, it was crazy. So fifth step at that point cracked the wall and now it keeps just cracking open. And that can be scary. That's a really scary place. It's kind of vulnerable to not be behind a wall, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I'd much rather live there. And that's maybe where I grab even more for a higher power because I need a higher power more and more when I come out from behind the wall. So onto, I'm kind of keeping an eye on time, onto the promises on page 75, just two more little sections. One is the promises. And these are really beautiful. You know, we pocket our pride and go to it on page 75. We illuminate every twisted character, every dark cranny of the past, because I want to understand it. At this point, I'm, I'm not going in there to blame myself or to feel bad about what I did. I'm going in there because this is an inventory. We were told in the fourth step, this is a business inventory. I want to understand what's on the shelf. And it truly is. I don't go in there with long stories. I go in there with, here's what it is. Here's why I'm mad. And guess what? Here's what it is in me. Here's my perception of this situation that's making this, that's giving me pain. That's causing my misery. So we look at, we look at all this stuff. And once we've taken this step, though, Look at the promise, withholding nothing, we're delighted. We can look the world in the eye, right? Because I know the truth. And I know that, you know, the truth is whoever's on the end of my resentment didn't do anything that bad. And I didn't do anything that bad. Normally we were just two human beings, both screwing up. We each had a part. And the one thing that people have told me, and I, I love this, is that their part might even be, they may have 90% of the problem, all I have to do is look at my 10% and own 100% of it. That is it. I stay on my 10% and own 100% of mine. When I do that, we can be alone at perfect peace and ease. That's 15 that I, minutes. Great. Perfect. Thank you. And that's that idea of ease and peace. And that's what I want. Freedom, right? Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our creator. 
we may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. I mean, think about that. This is the point where we really, this is the beginning of an experience. Even if I don't feel anything, I can trust that whatever work I did with the fifth step, something's happening. Just, it, and it, it is. And it is not always a big white light, but something's happening just by doing this step. So that the feeling that the, the food problem, the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, we feel that we're on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And I love what one sponsee gave me because she really could picture just like her little child walking hand in hand with her. Like she reconnected and that was so powerful for me. And I think that's the essence of fifth step. It's like I reconnect again with the truth, with the hurt part of me, with the beautiful part of me. All of those pieces come together with my higher power. So last but not least, the directions for after. These are really easy to forget. You know, we were like, whew, we're done. We told it, we, we survived. So returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet. This is for an hour. And this is maybe one of the most important things that I've done, carefully reviewing what we've done. And I follow the directions exactly. I thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. We take this book down and we look at the first five, turn to the page, which contains the 12 steps, page 59. Carefully reading the first five proposals, the first five steps, we ask if we've omitted anything for we're building an arch. So, I mean, I follow it exactly like that. I go read the first five steps. I, I just ask, am I, have I forgotten anything? Is there anything else I should know? Like now I feel like it's coming from a higher power just coming from a higher power. Is there anything else I need to know? You tell me, like I'm willing to look at all of it. If there is something, jot it down, go back, just finish up that one. And that's, that's really it. We're just looking to be thorough for what we have right now. And what I love is the idea of trusting that my higher power gave me what I needed to know, just like being fed bits of information, you know, I'm in kindergarten. They taught me how to use crayons. I don't have to know how to do anything else with algebra at the moment, just crayons. And, uh, and that's simple and that loving. It's really a very loving process. And I don't think that's what we think of with fifth step sometimes. You know, the impression is, oh, I'm going to look at everything I don't want to see. I want to see the information because I want, I want freedom. I want freedom and I want a deeper relationship with a higher power that can give me freedom. I can't do it myself. So I, I thank you. I think that's everything I have and um, can't wait to hear the sharing. Thanks for letting me do some service tonight. Thank you so much, Barbara. I'm sure there will be lots of questions and shares. Um, we'll now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it is your turn.
Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? Beautiful. Did you call me? Sorry. And first up, we have Sherry M. Oh, okay. Because I got unmuted. Sorry. Okay. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Sherry, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you so much, Barbara. I was taking notes. I got so much out of it. And um, there was one part, and then I wanted to ask you a question um, about it. I'm you know, you, when you go in to do a fifth step, you want somebody who's not really co-signing a story, but is helping you to get to your part. So my question is, uh, I would love your experience, strength, and hope. And how do you handle listening to sponsees fifth steps when they're not able to get to their part? How do you help them to get to that fourth column and get out of the story? and to see their part. If you could help with that, that would be great. Thank you. Sure, Sherry, yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know if there's any magic other than asking maybe good questions, as good a question as I can. So can you see any selfishness in that? Is it like, what is, in helping them clarify, what is their part? So if they wanna stay in the 90%, they can, but a, a lot of times I will point out, you know, I get it and I get, I get it and life's not fair. And, the, and these are things that happen, but do you see any part that you have, even if right now you're holding something that might've happened so long ago and applying that to other people, you know, like a lot of us come from maybe some abandonment and now I'm holding against someone else because some of that is acting out in my current life. So is there, you know, is there any part that you have at all are just questions that I'll ask, but it's hard and I don't push too hard because somebody may not be ready to look at it. You know, they're seeing everything they, they can see. So I'm trying to just be the vehicle, but I do, I push a little bit to try and discover what it is because that's the gold, that's the treasure. And that's, I do try and reinforce that. The treasure is the information you get about yourself, not so much the other person, because you might have five people that you had the same type of issue with. And next up we have Erin Kay. Hey everybody, I'm Erin Kay. Um, Barbara, that was amazingly just clear and beautiful. Thank you. I, I loved um, just the word perspective. You used that a few times and it really resonated so much with both with my fourth and fifth step experience and also with something that came up, you know, with me the past couple weeks that had me kind of just my serenity completely. I was just knocked out. And, you know, I think what the fifth step does is, it, you know, and the fourth, but, but also, you know, getting it out there to somebody else that can give you perspective is it helps, it helped me challenge patterns of thinking that lots of, that the world and lots of people in my life and therapists had told me are, are totally justified, but were keeping me stuck and, and disconnected, right, from, from the light. And, you know, I recently got myself mired into 
I think what I think of, of now is like the fairness trap of needing certain things about my work life and, and pay and stuff to be fair and equitable. And man, I was, you know, for three weeks, I was having arguments with my boss in my head. I was waking up at three in the morning, every single night. And I just, because I was unwilling to accept that I need to change my perspective on this. I can't change the system I work in. I can't change the way that my boss views the work that I do and what it's worth to pay me to do it. I can't change those things. The only thing I could change is the big P, the perspective. And once I realized, you know, that's where I was stuck with the acceptance, I was able to do that. And I had a great day at work today. I had some meetings with a couple of coworkers that I love, and it kind of just reminded me, like, there's so much more that I value about my life and my, even at work, than the, the money I make doing it. And that's a lot about the relationships that I have with people. So that's what I had on that. And I really, again, appreciate your service. Thank you. Thank you, Erin. And next we have Robin. Good evening. Hey, I'm Robin, uh, recovered here in Cincinnati. Um, Barbara, thank you very much for your, your talk tonight. Um, you highlighted some really good things that um, were helpful to me. Like on the bottom of page 74, when you talked about the, um, like the directions, um, like who the right person is. And I thought about that in terms of like being a sponsor, right? Like I, I, I need to be able to keep their confidence um, and the second one I think that was really helpful was that I fully understand what she's driving at, what my, whoever's fifth step I'm listening to. And, you know, the purpose of it is it talks on um, page 72, you know, trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with um, our creator, discover the obstacles in our path, admitting certain defects, ascertain in a rough way what the trouble is. Um, and put our finger on the weak items in our personal inventory. And that purpose um, was really, is really clear to me. So I appreciate you pointing that out. The other thing I wanted to, when you were talking about the promises, um, we can look the world in the eye. And I love that promise so much. Um, it was pointed out to me once that um, my my resentments are, are in, in, in sharing a, a fifth step about those resentments is, is a way for me to stop freezing people in their worst moments, um, which is a really, um, that's, a, that's a horrible thing to do to people, to freeze them in their absolute worst moments, which is what, what I do when I have a resentment. Um, and, it's, and it's only in that, like noticing that I'm doing that over and over again, that I have, I have placed you in a certain frame in your life that that I didn't like, might have been your worst moment, might not have been, but that's how I'm capturing you. Um, and to not be doing that anymore, I'm not saying I I don't do that um, anymore, it, but to notice it. And I think that's what, what the fifth step has been for me is, is a process of noticing behavior, noticing behavior, noticing that I do this. Um, and when I start to notice that I'm not treating people as human, um, that I can I can actually start to look at people 
in the eye and go, oh, like I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at you as a human from a human perspective, as opposed to looking at down at you or up at you because I feel horribly about myself. I'm just eye to eye as a human. Um, and I think that that's a really important perspective. So thanks again for um, coming here tonight and I'll pass. Thank you, Robin. And next we have Jody. Oh, hi everyone, I'm Jody. Uh, recovering compulsive overeater. Very grateful to be here. Um, thank you so, so much for your share. I got so much out of it. Um, I'm currently working on my fourth and fifth step now, and I'm doing it differently this time. I'm sort of doing my fifth, um, as I'm doing my fourth and like turning it over as I go. Um, and I'm, so grateful for my sponsors role in it and just to help helping me really simplify and see my part. Um, I love how you said the treasure is the info you get about yourself, not the other person, because no matter what's going on with the other person or whatever they've done, I have no control over that. All I have control over is me and my perspective and how I show up. Um, and if I'm in fear and tension, like you said, like I'm right back in the food. Um, so I really appreciate it. Also, you mentioned, um, that you couldn't tell anyone the truth because you didn't even know it. And like, I just so related to that is, as this process, like I'm getting to see the truth. And like you said, it, it's not always consistent. Like I still sometimes don't know and I need help seeing it. But what's different today is I'm willing to take a look. I want to see it. I don't want to live with my head buried under the sand. I want to get better. And I know the only way that I'm gonna get better and deal, deal with that fear and tension and stop eating is to see, is to do the work plain and simple is to do the work. I need a different way of living. I need to, you know, putting down the food is one thing, but having a real solution for life is really what keeps, is what this program is all about. Um, and, uh, this, this program gives me a replacement. Um, I love how you all said so much of my trouble was trying to run the world. Um, and that's still, I still see that coming up. Like I want things to be a certain way um, or, you know, and I, I'm just so grateful now for the space for that, that couple extra seconds to be like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. And, and there's where the resentment is and there's the discontent and this is the selfishness. Like, this is what this is all about. Um, and I can, I can step away from that. I can see through those stories and like my, my, my sponsor pokes holes in those stories. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the solution. Um, and I think Sorry. that is my time. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Jody. And next we have Ann L. Hi, my name is Ann. I'm a compulsive reader. Um, thank you, Barbara. You did a really, I mean, you covered everything. Um, 
you know, I, um, I knew when I came into this, um, into OA that, that I, I faced this and, um, all of my life, I wanted everything to be organized and in a box, you know, and just right in front of me. And, um, life never was that way. It was always different than what I wanted it to be. And as this step was different than I wanted it to be, but it was necessary, um, for me to be able to look at myself clearly. And, um, it was like peeling back another layer of the onion. Um, and, um, trying to think what else I thought. Oh, oh, and thank you so much for, um, reading the promises on page 75 again. Um, they remind me that, that, you know, there is something good that's coming um, as I'm working on this process, which is absolutely necessary to do um, to get my, my side of the street clean. Um, and, um, and it's the only way I can truly move forward in, in finish the steps, uh, you know, I, I've always been the kind of person that wanted to stay stuck in one spot. And I did that for most of my life until I came to OA. And, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, a, a big door and a big window opened and I had to do things that I didn't necessarily want to do, but I knew I needed to do them. And um, with the encouragement of a sponsor that was thorough with me, I was able to do that. And I'm so grateful for that and so grateful for her. And um, I'm grateful for all of you being at this meeting. And that's really all I've got. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. And next we have Lita. Before I share, um, why don't we now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares? And with the Zoom host, please stop the recording and then I'll 